Today on Palm Sunday, we enter into what is the most, I mean, the most profound drama in the history of all of creation. I don't know if you like dramas or not. I mean, the movie, the movies. Some folks live for them. Some folks really like to sort of wrestle with those deeper questions of human existence uh, and things along those lines, the ways that we relate to others and the things that we find important, the question of whether those things are going to be really and truly fulfilled in the deepest levels or whether they're going to be shattered, my hopes and dreams, and fall apart, all those sorts of things. As we meditate and really, I mean, participate, enter into the mystery of the Lord's passion, the drama, really and truly, of the Lord's passion. So we all read it together and listen, uh, and we have our own parts. It really forces us to wrestle with those deeper questions. And I pray that you all have the opportunity to do that, whether it's this week, I and mean, this, this is a great week to be able to do it, or any other moment or time that the Lord invites you into a deeper relationship with him. Because as we know, the love of our Lord, the love of God is, is utterly and completely relentless. I mean, he is relentless in pursuing, well, us, his beloved, those for whom he gave up his life, those for whom he would give up his life a thousand times over for every single one of our sins, big and small. And our response to his relentless love is something that only we can control. Either we are willing to open ourselves to the goodness of the love of God and to allow ourselves to have to ask those questions, even be shaken to the core on a certain level in the ways that we consider the world and perceive the world and perceive our own lives and, and follow our own needs and desires. All these, all these things that, again, that we hold so important and close to our own hearts. Either... We allow our Lord to be a part of that and help us to see the world from his perspective. Or, what's the other option? Is that we turn and run in fear. And some people do. It's the sad reality of, of human freedom. Is that some run. Fearful that if they were to open themselves to the movements and goodness of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he really would take away everything that's dear to them. And what a lie, what an evil lie. And those who run, run so far and so fast, would rather cover themselves with all kinds of distractions, pleasures, whatever else it is in the world. Precisely so that they don't have to say to our Lord in response, yes, I love you too. That's not a tragedy we want to think about. We'd much rather consider the fact that as our Lord invites us into this drama, just as he invited the twelve at the Last Supper, he told them of their failings, he knew of their failings, that as our Lord invites us into this drama, we entrust all of those things to him. 
knowing that the infinite goodness of our Lord and Savior, the one, again, who became man, humbled himself, taking the form of a slave to walk with us in the midst of our, well, silliness, for lack of a better word. That that Lord hands everything back to us a hundredfold, even in this life, and as he says in the gospel, eternal life in the world to come. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God that in the midst of the, the drama, the wrestling, as it were, on the other side of it, what we discover is not something sad, tinged with sorrow and all those other things. We find something utterly victorious and joyful. But this is a moment for us this week, today, starting today. It is a moment for us to notice those areas of my life which perhaps I haven't handed over to him, which perhaps I still hold on to, hoping that maybe he won't notice that little part of my heart. But the Lord is relentless. And not in a terrible kind of way. The Lord is relentless because he knows just how much you need and desire, we need and desire his love. And he wants to continually offer that to us and just give that to us so we can rejoice in his goodness. So as we consider the reality of human sin, let's only consider it from Christ's perspective. From the perspective that it is utterly destroyed, utterly conquered, utterly overcome by the passion, the drama of the passion of our Lord that we enter into, that that, that we just heard, and which we're going to celebrate again this week, this holiest week of the church year. And we give thanks to God in the midst of all of it. Again, he knew everything that was going to happen, not just what what he said to Peter and, and Judas this evening, but what he says to all of us. He knows everything, the past, the present, the future. So we're invited to place it all into his hands and into his heart, knowing that on the other side of the difficulties, the resurrection is made present. But the other side of the difficulties began 2,000 years ago. It began when he rose from the dead. The other side is already here upon us and already given to us, already for us to be able to rejoice in And it's why we gather. It's why we gather as Christ's family with palms, rejoicing with him, rejoicing with all of the people of God as he enters into Jerusalem in utter and complete humility, not in a a stallion with with soldiers surrounding him, the conquering king in that sort of a way, but on a donkey. Not not with a, a throne, not with a crown of gold, not even with nice vestments or whatever. No, instead of, a, instead of a crown of gold, he's given a crown of thorns. And instead of nice vestments, he's given those purple garments stained with blood. And instead of a throne, he's given, he's given a cross. And so we know that the love of our Lord is not here to take away everything I hold dear. The love of our Lord is here to give me everything that my heart desires. He comes to us in love, in simplicity, in humility, and ultimately in a deep and profound joy. The joy that he offers us always, and especially here this evening in the Blessed Sacrament.